Hello, and welcome to The Pill Podcast, Season 2. My name is Stephen Williams, and I'm excited to introduce our new host, the Managing Director of the Kentucky Regional Extension Center, Brent McCune. Thank you, Stephen. We are happy to have The Pill Podcast back after a break due to COVID-19. It's exciting to be back out in the community to talk with the professionals about their experience in healthcare and all the different programs they have to offer to their patients to improve patient outcomes. Over the next couple of months, we plan to uh, put out several new episodes, so please stay tuned to the Pill Podcast. We are both excited to be back sharing new lessons and innovations from leaders in the healthcare industry. Brent, tell our audience who we'll be interviewing today. We are excited to have two guests from the Family Health Centers. Uh, Family Health Centers is a federally qualified health center located in Louisville, Kentucky. They have uh, multiple locations serving uh, the uh, underserved population across this uh, community in Louisville. So we're excited to be here today. And uh, with us from Family Health Centers, we have Cassie Hobbs and Kristen Monroe-Layton. Cassie is an associate professor at Sullivan University College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. She's been with Sullivan for nine years since receiving her doctorate of pharmacy degree from the University of Kentucky. Cassie is board-certified ambulatory care pharmacist and licensed diabetes educator. She's responsible for classroom teaching as well as training pharmacy students during rotations at family health centers. Cassie and her students work with patients who have chronic diseases such as hypertension and diabetes to achieve better control through appropriate medication use, lifestyle modifications, and implementation of preventative strategies. Kristen is the Director of Health Education at Family Health Centers. She has received her Master's of Public Health from the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Kristen's been at Family Health Centers for 15 years, designing and implementing a lot of different programs focusing on healthy eating, physical activity, smoking sensation, management of chronic diseases such as hypertension and diabetes, and child safety. So there's a lot of exciting conversation going on around the programs they've implemented here at Family Health Centers. Is there anything the audience should be aware of before we get started? Um, Yes. So, you know, ultimately our goal today is to learn more about the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program. As you hear about the CARE Collaborative, we want to make sure the audience is aware that CARE in this instance stands for Cardiovascular Assessment, Risk Reduction, and Education Collaborative. This is part of the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Task Force, which is dedicated to improving cardiovascular and cerebrovascular health for all Kentuckians. Let's start the interview. Cassie, can you tell us what hypertension is and how it's diagnosed? Blood pressure is a measure of how hard your blood is pumping through your body. And hypertension is when that blood pressure gets too high and stays elevated over time. This puts extra stress on your arteries and kidneys. And over time, having high blood pressure also increases your risk of stroke, heart attack, and heart disease. Hypertension is diagnosed with a blood pressure check using an inflatable blood pressure cuff and stethoscope. 
Most recently, um, the published guidelines on blood pressure from the American Heart Association and American College of Cardiology classify hypertension as a systolic blood pressure, or the top number, greater than 130 millimeters of mercury, or a diastolic, that lower number, of greater than 80 millimeters of mercury. Who should be screened for hypertension? People should be screened for risk factors of heart disease, including checking blood pressure levels, at least yearly, starting at the age of 40. And then earlier screenings may be needed if other risk factors are present, such as a family history of high blood pressure or heart disease. Kristen, what have you done historically for patients with hypertension? So Family Health Centers is a community health center in Louisville, Kentucky. We see about 30,000 adult patients a year, and about 8,000 of those patients have high blood pressure. If you were one of those patients, if you came in um, and you have hypertension, we're going to measure your blood pressure, just like we do for all patients, and then assess the numbers and take action depending on results. So if it's in control, we might recommend that you continue on your current medications. If it was too high, we could prescribe a new medication. We might increase a medication you were already taking. We might ask you to come in more frequently to get your blood pressure checked, perhaps with the nurse or maybe with another provider visit. Or we would just schedule you um, to come in in a few weeks. We might send you to a health class to stop smoking or eat better, or we might send you to behavioral health if there was a mental health issue interfering or or presenting barriers to managing your health. What led you to decide that wasn't enough and to seek out additional programs to offer? This is pretty standard care, um, I I would say, across all health centers and all health providers, but there are some challenges. We are having to base our treatment plan on one blood pressure reading that we get at your office visit, but that one reading can be affected by things like if you smoked right before you came in the office, or if you had a cup of coffee that morning right before your visit, or if you took your medicines today or not your stress level, how you sat, how your position, your body position when we took the blood pressure, all of those things can affect that one reading that we're using to plan your treatment. The other thing is that the treatment of hypertension can require some trial and error with different dosages and combinations of medicine to find out what is best for each patient, but many of our health providers at Family Health Center are booked out for four or more weeks, so it can be challenging to see patients back as soon as we'd like to determine whether their blood pressure medications are working. Finally, blood pressure can be improved with lifestyle changes such as smoking cessation or reducing sodium, increasing physical activity, but many of these changes require additional education and tools and really sustained encouragement and accountability for the patient, and frequent contact with the patient is essential, but like I said previously, that can be a challenge with our provider schedules. Um, in terms of getting in to see the provider regularly, but also having time during that 15-minute encounter to discuss all of that. So all of these challenges with managing blood pressure with the regular course of care and treatment contribute to the fact that only about 50 to 65% of hypertensive patients at Family Health Center have a blood pressure that is under control when they come into the office. All patients seen in the clinic get their blood pressure checked as one of the vitals that um, we're taking as part of their visit. 
any patient with high blood pressure, um, we're going to be using those vitals to help determine their treatment plan. All providers, you know, are using a lot of the same standards of care for when to add a medication, when to change a medication, when to increase a dose. So that would be kind of regular care that our providers would, would give. The Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program offers programmatic and technical assistance. What really led you to seek out their program to uh, help support your patients? About five years ago, uh, the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Program approached us to partner with them to offer additional services and programs for our patients with hypertension, and we are so glad that we took the opportunity to do that um, because we really needed some ways to improve care and outcomes for our patients with hypertension to help more of our patients with hypertension have a blood pressure that was in control to reduce their risk of heart attack and stroke. And we did not have a program like that. And then we partnered with the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Program, and now we're in our fifth year of working together and feel very lucky to be able to do so and have had hundreds of patients experience the benefits of that program. Can you tell us a little bit more about your current programs for addressing hypertension? Of course. So all patients with hypertension receive the standard of care, as was discussed, in which their health provider manages their their chronic condition, the high blood pressure. But some patients who need extra monitoring or more frequent visits in between regular primary care appointments, additional education and support can now be referred to the hypertension management program we've developed with the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Program. The program provides a team-based care model with personnel from the Family Health Centers, the University of Louisville Department of Neurology, and the Sullivan University College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Patients that are enrolled in this program receive a blood pressure cuff, and they are taught via the CARE Collaborative, or the Cardiovascular Assessment Risk Reduction and Education model to measure and record their blood pressures daily at home. The CARE Collaborative is a method of teaching patients about high blood pressure and what those numbers mean. Tracking blood pressure at home is obviously important because the daily log can be helpful to help a provider um, who's making decisions about their medications, but it also makes the patient aware of their own numbers so that they can monitor changes, connect those changes to health behaviors like increased medication adherence, physical activity, and then be able to communicate to the health provider about those changes and things that are going on when they're checking their blood pressure at home, especially if their blood pressure becomes dangerously high. This is an important tool to really empower patients to be involved in their own health and care. In addition, patients meet with a pharmacist and pharmacy students to learn more about their medicines and their medication adherence. Pharmacy is frequently in contact with providers to give feedback about a patient's blood pressure, recommend immediate changes to their medications, and then finally patients meet with a health educator at the Family Health Center to learn more about hypertension, lifestyle changes, and help set goals to improve blood pressure. Since our program is offered weekly, we can see the patient back quickly to assess the impact of medication changes and check in on those lifestyle modifications and goals that the patient set. 
Patient encounters with the hypertension management program were all documented directly into the patient's electronic medical record, and this facilitates clear, quick communication about the care with the patient's primary care provider. So that's a lot of information. So tell us about who is eligible for hypertension programs. And is it covered by insurance or, you know, am I, you know, out of pocket on some of these costs? At Family Health Centers, any patient who has hypertension is eligible to participate. We just require a referral from their primary care provider. Right now, the program is not covered by health insurance. It's provided free to patients because of the support we have from the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program. Looking into being able to bill for uh, the program is an option for sustainability once our grant is over, um, but it's not something that we're doing right now. Can you tell us about some of the benefits that your patients have seen who have attended the self-monitoring blood pressure program? We have seen several benefits for the program participants. And to me, one of the most exciting changes that I've seen in our patients is empowerment. There's a better understanding of what the numbers mean. And people feel as if they can do what's needed to make a positive health change for themselves. We can provide some amazing tools in healthcare, and this program helps people use them more effectively. Many of our participants are now checking their blood pressure daily and are really on top of whether the numbers are what they should be and what they need to do if they're not. What exact success stories could you tell us about? Some of our patients are now taking medicines after weeks or months of not doing so. Um, Some are on stronger combinations of medications because we were able to use their home blood pressure log to determine that what they were previously on wasn't working. And also some patients have been able to change to different medications with fewer side effects, which has helped them to stay more adherent to to their medication regimen. Uh, We've had several participants be able to reduce and even quit smoking cigarettes. And we've had patients try new physical activity routines, um, dancing, riding their bike and walking more, um, trying new cooking techniques and seasoning their foods with different herbs and spices that they had never used before. And also making long overdue primary care and specialty appointments to make sure that they are getting the comprehensive care that's needed. And then the icing on the cake as we've had several participants achieve blood pressure control after enrolling in our program. Cassie, can you continue to tell us a little bit more about the importance of team-based care and in particular the role the pharmacy plays in your program here at Family Health Centers? Sure. So team-based care allows for different viewpoints of the same problem and therefore a multifactorial solution. This has been very beneficial for our patients and the program, the blood pressure program. Each of our team members brings a different perspective, skill set, and educational background. We also approach the problems differently. We can present a patient with different potential solutions, and then they can choose which one is going to work best for them. We also all have our own blind spots, and the team approach decreases the likelihood that something is missed. As a pharmacist, my education is focused on using the best medications for the previously diagnosed condition. 
and other individualized patient information, as well as assessing barriers to medication adherence, identifying adverse drug events. Uh, Carrie, our team nurse practitioner, has a diagnostic and stroke prevention methodology focus based upon her specialty area. Kristen and Lindsay, our team health educators, are essential in assisting patients to set achievable goals that are going to be beneficial to the problem at hand. My specific role for our clinic is to perform a medication review, assess for adherence and barriers, and presence of adverse drug events. And so this is something that may be very different from the viewpoint of what our patients are receiving in the course of standard of care. Kristen, your program's pretty interesting because it involves a community health worker. Can you talk about how that has made a difference? We are so lucky that the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program included community health worker with our team-based care program. This was based on our experience with the program during the first few years of partnering together. We really quickly figured out that social determinants of health were a big factor for our participants, affecting everything from their ability to even make it to the visit or make it to the class to affecting their physical and mental health, you know, whether they could act on the treatment plan that their provider set or just actually causing their blood pressure to increase. So what we, we start by assessing every new patient who enrolls in the program with something called the PREPARE tool. This is an evidence-based social determinants of health assessment that has been promoted for use by community health centers by the National Association of Community Health Centers. It screens patients for challenges related to transportation, paying bills, affording food, affording housing, and more. So we explain to patients that the reason that we are doing this screening is that the stress related to these issues can affect their blood pressure just like medication and just like their health behaviors. So we want to look at those sources of stress and, and help with them if, if we can. So if a patient has a positive response on some of those needs listed in the PREPARE tool, then we are able to refer them to our community health worker. And she's able to get to know the patient in their own home um, and get to know their needs better and connect them with services. She can do the care collaborative in their home and make sure they're checking their blood pressure correctly and, and review what those numbers mean if they need that information again. She often accompanies patients to appointments with their health care provider just to help them get there in the first place, to help them understand the information that their health provider is trying to share with them, um, to help them get to a specialist that they've needed to go to and haven't made it to yet. Um, she can help make sure follow-up steps are taken, and she helps facilitate communication between the patient, the primary care provider, and the specialist as needed. She can help patients that we're working with who have high blood pressure uh, become more aware of resources that could help them. Um, there's a lot of new resources related to COVID funding, and those are changing frequently. So she stays on top of that. She accompanies our patients to apply for benefits and follows through to make sure that they get those benefits. Sometimes that takes months of emails back and forth and helping the patient submit documentation and correct documentation and making sure the documentation gets reviewed. Um, but she's, she sticks with the process every step of the way. 
Sometimes we ask her to go to a patient's home with a pillbox and help the patient put their medications into the pillbox to help them become more adherent with their medication. Uh, Sometimes she is helping patients get supplies like walkers or ramps for their home, and she's helping them get the signatures and the paperwork they need for that. She helps patients sign up for health classes and can go with them to provide additional support. So all of those things help patients overcome barriers that may be causing them stress, which is affecting their blood pressure, or maybe preventing them from acting on some of the treatment advice from their primary care provider to help improve their blood pressure and get it under control. We have about 30 to 40 active patients in our program at a time, and she's usually working with about five to seven of them at a time. There's lots of different kind of levels of involvement that community health workers can have. Some community health workers, you know, have kind of brief involvement with patients once a month. She is an all-in, you know, she likes to work with a few patients and just, you know, get really deeply involved in um, what they need help with and stick with them till that process is complete. So she usually works with about five to seven of our patients at a time. Kristen. Why should other healthcare providers take the opportunity to partner with the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program to improve their quality measures, those, those clinical quality measures that really you know, focus on patient improvements? How can they learn more about your program and other opportunities? The experience for family health centers of working with the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program has really been invaluable for our staff and for our patients. Of course, for the programmatic expertise and financial support that we've received for the programming that we do with the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program, um, for the learning experience in working with the team there in in program development, just as one example, um, we you know were recently able to receive some other grant funding for patients with hypertension, and I I don't think we would have gotten it or we would have be so. Um, sure of how to implement that program if we didn't have the years of experience that we do working with the Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program to know what our patients will need, what our providers will need, and how to best help them uh, get blood pressure under control. And then just for the opportunity to try something new to improve the health of our patients, like I said, we really want to get more of our patients who have hypertension to have their blood pressure in control to reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke for our patients. And um, we really feel that this partnership is helping us get there. Thanks for listening to our interview about the Kentucky Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention Program that is helping patients monitor their blood pressure and improve health outcomes in Kentucky. We always appreciate the support for the PILL podcast as it gives us a chance to share lessons from healthcare changemakers and quality improvement drivers throughout the state. I also would like to thank Benita Bobo from the Department for Public Health. She is part of the Chronic Disease Prevention Branch and she helped organize the interview with Cassie and Kristen. So thank you very much. Also, want to put a, a big thank you out to our Pill Podcast team at the Kentucky Regional Extension Center, including our producer Megan Housley and editor Nate Brooks. If you'd like to hear more episodes or learn more about the Pill Podcast and the Kentucky REC, check out our website at www.kentuckyrec.com. And last, join us December 2nd for our annual conference, Hardwiring Change 
Improving Healthcare Quality and HIPAA Security. You can find our information on our website or by calling us at 859-323-3090. We look forward to sharing more exciting programs soon. One more thing. Oh, yes. Our lawyers wanted you to know that the information contained in these podcasts is for general information purposes only. The information is provided by UK Healthcare's Kentucky Regional Extension Center. And while we endeavor to keep the information up to date and correct, we make no representations or warranties of any kind, expressed or implied, about the completeness, accuracy, reliability, suitability, or availability with respect to content.